song. New theme song. We're here with the boys. We got Truman and Donato. Donato. So Hi guys, uh, how are you? quick, quick intro on Donato. Donato is an entrepreneur, um, badass art collector, um, dope dude in general. And we've known each other since I think 2017 or so is when we first right. connected out in New York. Um, and originally we just started... Uh, helping you with some photos and some s- content for your uh, amazing videos, media. yeah, for the for the nightclub. Remember the nightclub and then oh, the yeah. pizza shops, yeah, and yep. then the coffee mm-hmm. shop. Wow, yep, you know, and I, 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 <laughs> I overall, like we just yeah had a good friendship and have kept in touch. And so you're currently in Miami, yes, and then Correct. Truman and I are in Utah right now. So we got the uh, ZenCaster. Uh, bringing us together and we're just gonna kind of catch up it's honestly been a minute since we've really talked i mean we we had the chance to kind of uh, facetime the other day for a little bit but aside from that uh we've we've all been kind of busy you know we've been out here hustling working on our thing you've been doing your thing uh so i kind of want to just hear like what's new in your life well um thank you mike and truman um first you know, I miss you guys. It's been it's been it's been a while, right? <laughs> Time flies. Um, not much, you know. As you know, COVID hit us extremely hard, especially yep. all all of uh, the business owners in in New York. And uh, you know, I had to do a shift and pretty much um, move some of the um, the corporate rentals and um, vacation rentals from New York City to Miami. I uh, moved here myself, been here over a year, a year and a half now, and going back and forth. So um, closed a bunch of the retail spaces. And, you know, um, it, it's sad for New York to, um, you know, to, to have all these small businesses closed. Um, but now we're coming back. So, um, so what, what, was, what was it like being in New York at the beginning of the pandemic when it all started? Actually, um, Mike, I did not realize it myself, but I was, um, it it was the worst time of my life, you know, um, having everything closed at the same time, not knowing what's going to happen, you know, um, all the workers, all the payroll and everything. So it was, it was a really uh, dark moment and I'm sure for everyone, not just for myself. And when you're in that situation, um, you don't really understand yourself. So it, it yeah. was tough, um, but <laughs> you know, it's it's all of that just shapes you more, right? So all the all the yep. difficulties that you, you you're going through, it just gives you, you know, coming at the end, you come you come out stronger. So. Yeah, I think it was one of the most difficult things in business for me as well. Something that you, you, you can control yourself. Um, it makes you a lot more um, upset uh, because it's, it's, like, it's like being a boxer, right? You know, I own Rockies, so it's about boxing. So um, being a boxer and not being able to be inside the ring. So how can you fight? 
if you're not able to fight that's all you that's yeah. all you do right you go in and you go with the punches and you know you run your business that way and now out of the sudden you can't even go and play so right. that's meant and you're already knocked out yeah not not you were in brick and mortar too yeah so it, that's it definitely hard like people a lot of people struggled over the pandemic with their businesses but like some people had online businesses and they were able to pivot and stuff. But like when you're in a, a brick and mortar space, and especially in Manhattan of all places, like that's you, like that's the hardest it could possibly it, it, be, you know? <laughs> it was so bad. Guys, remember, it was so bad at a point in New York City where they were like, well, you can't even sell anything to anyone. Um, no one can walk into your place. They can order it to go. Mind you, outside is freezing, snowing, raining. No one can even use the restroom. Um, no one can come in and sit down for a slice of pizza. And that, that New York was the longest one. So, <laughs> yes. Was, yeah. Super bad. So we got about- lucky. We got lucky because we were looking at a, a location to like an office space in Utah for our team. Because mm-hmm. at the start of the pandemic, we're starting to scale up our company. And we uh, had a small team at that time. Um, and so we were like, let's get a, a office space where we can start meeting. And we chose a spot that had, it was like, I don't know, three different suites and a main area. And we really liked it. And we were about to pull the trigger. And if it was up, if it was like, if I was the one that was uh, making all the decisions, <laughs> I would have pulled the trigger too soon. But luckily, we uh, didn't close on that uh that office space and then the pandemic happened. And so we got lucky, but also, you know, uh, kind of halted video production because for us, it's a very in-person thing uh, when we work with clients. And so um, we had to kind of take a step back as well, but uh, we're both here. We floated above. Yeah. And congratulations for the, you know, for the album and, you guys make some amazing videos. I got we gotta connect again somehow, Definitely. whether it's Miami or, or New York. And yeah. Um, yeah, now 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 it's time to uh to go back and uh <laughs> for sure. Right and so, start fresh again. So I wanna kind of uh ask you a little bit and get into like your backstory a little bit more. Um where let's start at the very beginning. Where were you born? Um, so I was born very down south of Albania, you know, I have a mixed family, you know, um, and um, I grew up parts of all over Europe, you know, Italy. Um, I spent some time in Switzerland, um, Germany a little bit. I was, I was a very troubled kid growing up, hmm. you know, so um, I, I, it's not that I didn't like school. I, I mean, I, it, I love education. You know, I, I, I love to to learn um, just that I have ADHD myself. So I'm like, very, it's very difficult for me to concentrate. <laughs> so I'm like trying to do a million things at once. Um, but I was a very troubled kid, you know, from one school to another. Um, and then at age of 15, um, I came to the States. I turned 16 in the States. Um, I went to a um, host family. Um, the uh, was an exchange program where they took the kids from all over the world and 
they brought them to to the states and i was with a friend of mine uh, baptiste from france um and um and then we we just uh we, we couldn't pick where they would uh take us so uh funny enough um they took <laughs> with my luck they sent me to dayton ohio you know okay. dayton ohio from where's the right brothers so I went to high school there at uh, Stivers High School for the Arts, of course, arts, you know. Uh, and uh, and then from then, f- from there, I moved to Florida and then moved to New York. And uh, since then, it's been, what, 20, 24 years? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I just I just stayed. And, uh, and I got to Europe for fun, but, you know, I never... And I just there's there's a saying, um, Mike and Truman, that New Yorkers are born all over the world. They just can't wait to come home, which is New York. Mm. So so I I don't you know I feel you know we, you could have multiple citizenships, but I I feel a New Yorker because of many things. You know, uh, my my first job was um, was working in a in a dry cleaning place, making seven dollars an hour, and um, and then after that, I was a um, I was a waiter. You know, I started first as 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 a as a as a busboy. I, I couldn't do that shit. I was like, fuck this. Like, you know, I was on bed for like thirty minutes. I went back to to the owner. Um, rest, you know, Italian guy, you know, and, um, you know, I, I went to him, spoke to him in Italian. My English wasn't that good. And I was like, you know, Maurice, you know, you, I can't do this. I said, like, what can't you do? I said, I got to be a waiter. He was like, you just started. What do you mean you got to be a waiter? I said, well, this is, this is easy. One, two, three. Like, I got to be a waiter. He was like, no, go back to work. I said, no, Maurice, I'm not going back out there. You know, I got to be a waiter. So then I started waiting and 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 um and then started bartending. Um and I never stopped. You know, bartending, I, I still consider myself a bartender. You know, they helped me pay for my my college, my education. Um it was it was tough, my living situation, and I lived with roommates. Um and uh, and I went to school because I wanted to make mom and dad happy. Um, I, I, the, their, you know, my parents are, they all have, um, education. My brother has two PhDs, very smart, intelligent people. And they're like, no, you, you got to go to, to college. And I'm like, you're wasting my time. I don't want to go to college. You know, I want to, <laughs> I want to make money, you know? Yeah. So I only went to, you know, to make them happy and not be the, the black sheep of the family who didn't go to school. Although, um, I, I'm not using my 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 schooling i went to school for finance and uh, and then you know after that um then i started opening up my own businesses like i said i was a, i was a bartender and um and i i worked as a bartender um but when i graduated college i uh, i was bartending and uh, someone comes in um, and uh, sits down and, you know, you start talking. You, a, a German guy was in uh, uh, an engineer with Mercedes. And um, he says, hey, you know, my girlfriend is coming. You know, she's really not my girlfriend. It's my second date. 
um, this and that. And I said, well, you know, we'll, we'll fix this up, you know, for you. I said, don't worry. I said, when she comes in, you know, actually, it was like, really? And I said, but what, you know, what does she do? Um, he was like, she's a VP at JP Morgan. And I'm like, fuck. Wow. Like me, you know, I studied finance. And now this is 2007, 2008, where the entire market crashed with credit default swaps. And I'm like, fuck, like, I need this. You know, I need to, I need, I need, I need to work. So she comes in, you know, I'm making him a drink. Um, and you know, start talking, introduce myself. I said, I'm Donato. And, um, and we're just talking and she didn't understand because I was behind the bar, but I was getting out and uh, she's like, so what do you do? Like, and I said, I help people allocate their liquid assets. She was like, mm. and because I know she was in finance. So that's a finance language. <laughs> she was like, what? I said, what would you like to drink? She's like, what? And then, then that was my first job. So she got your me, liquid uh, assets. You yeah. cracked a finance joke. <laughs> That's great. So, I love that. Yeah. So that was my, my first job. And, and I stayed with, with them for four years and 11 months um, till I had to liquidate my, they did the match. They do the match for the, the 401k, the Roth. So if you stay enough years, they'll match it. Um, and I, I was an animal. I was going to work every single day, Monday through Friday. And then every other Saturday I would meet cause I was with private clients. So I had to go to work at nine in the morning to meet because people with money, they don't, they don't meet you during the week. They're, they're, they're too busy with, with their things. And, um, and I did that almost straight five years and I worked Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, uh, the only day off was Sunday. I wake up at 1 PM. I'll do the laundry, and that was that was my only time. Like, um, so now now I, I don't work as hard. Now I actually don't work at all. <laughs> hey, back you still I, work. <laughs> back then I back it may then not I used feel to like work. work. Yeah, back, back then I used to work a lot. So, um, and then I had the, the, the I, I made enough capital to start my own businesses. I started, you know, a twenty percent owner at a bar lounge. Um, and then I invested in real estate and then it just went more and more and more than I bought into Rockies in New York city. I had one location. Um, and then, um, we had seven all together between, uh, the, the wine bar, the nightclub and the pizzerias and, uh, you know, and then the rentals as you know, we met you, you know, through Cal and everybody else. And, uh, well, I actually met Cal through you, um, because I reached out to you and you, you made those amazing. You remember when we had the, the, the party at the rooftop? I still have the video. You guys <laughs> yep. made some yeah. sick videos. You know, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And we had some good memories. Like it, what yeah. was so cool about like hanging out with you from the perspective of like this kid from Utah who's never really experienced the city life is like uh, one moment we would be at, a, you know, a club or a bar or like Bagatelle or something. And then oh my there would God, be a... Bagatelle. <laughs> then there the would be a limo. You guys... Oh, wow. It was just wow. like always like something, something going on, somewhere to go, something to do. And then it would be like, you know, uh, three in the morning and we're at a pizza place uh, getting some pizza. And it was just like so much fun. And like for me, I had never really experienced uh, that lifestyle 
of just go, go, go. Cause yeah. like I'm from uh, San Diego is where I was born in California. And so the California mindset is a little bit different from the New York mindset. But yeah. uh, honestly, it, it was just like a constant party. Like it, and I mean, for you, like that's your life. Like what, what's it like being submerged in seven businesses? Um, like how do you manage all of that? Um, or when well, you did, how did you manage it, it, it? It's 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 funny you brought that up. Uh, you know, it, it, your energy was amazing, and I remember I write to you and just just show up. You're like, but well, we're working on this thing, you know, and then with the accelerator, and and then you show up, and then I remember now we go like from a place to a place, and, uh, and then <laughs> the limo, and then the nightclub, and then, wow, uh, it's it's you know, in the beginning, you know, it's it's a you just don't realize it because you're you're in, and I feel like the more work you have, the more, um, especially for me, the more capable of um, being more productive I am. The less work I have, you know, I mm. I slack, you know, and and yeah. uh, it's it's funny because I I had good managers, you know, everywhere, as you know, even on the rental. You know, I had the guys, the guys did an amazing job, you know, first it was Cal and then he got everybody else from Utah at a point, you know, it was like five of them running the business extremely, extremely well. And the other places, you know, I was, I was involved, um, but I had, I had, you know, good management and sometimes um, it wasn't, everyone makes mistakes. So it was just the fact that it was so fast and I was always constantly, like you said, working and going from one place to another place. I think that um, that for me was uh, very, very satisfying. I think that was the, um, I think I lost you. My, can you hear me or no? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Oh, okay. No, perfect. So that was the most yeah, satisfying I... part. And, um, and yeah, that, that, that's, uh, I feel the same way with like staying busy um, because like I'm also uh, like pretty ADHD, um, like to be doing things like uh, my hands, I'm I'm always got to be doing something. And like the thing I love about having like multiple projects, like for example, like right now, like we have our podcast, we got like my YouTube channel, we got Temple Mill, our business, I've got uh, music stuff that I do. And Mm -hmm. I like having things like this because I want to work on like when I'm working on something, I want to be I want to want to be working on what I'm working on so that my work is the most efficient and effective. Um, Like if I'm like thinking about, uh, you know, Temple Mill and building our business, but trying to make music at the same time, um, it's not going to be as good. And so I like to be able to focus on whatever is on my mind and like switch between those things because if I only had uh, music, for example, then maybe I would do like a two hour sprint working on music. But then afterwards, mm-hmm. you got to flip to something else. And if you don't have another project, you're going to watch TV, you're going to waste time, right. you're gonna be on your phone. But with multiple projects, I can go, okay, let's do two hours on this. Great. Now let's do two hours on this. And then it keeps me super productive. And right. that's one of my favorite things about being a creator or an entrepreneur is it's like uh, the results of what you create. 
It's like being able to walk into Rocky's Pizza and get pizza or being able to watch my but videos you, I make or listen. But You guys um, are the real creative. I mean, I got to – I never forget when I saw your video first. I was like, wow, holy fuck. What is it? Like, it was, like, so amazing. And, and the videos you guys were making, I was like, I, I, I got to reach out. I got to reach out. And then you, you came in and you were, like, so young. And I was like – is this is really like him making these videos? <laughs> and then I see you, you know, putting out these amazing videos for you know the ER, ER Bar and Lounge, and and the All Country Coffee. And I was like, wow, these guys. And I always told you, I'm like, man, you got you gotta have your own, you gotta have your own company, you gotta have your own like thing because this yeah. this is unreal. Um, and yeah. that there was you you guys are the real creators. I was like, fuck, you know, where how did you learn? You know, I was like, you never told me. How did you guys learn to do that? Um, it kind of came through a lot of experience of like uh just messing around and having fun. Yeah. Um, because for me, I mean, I've been making videos for a, a really long time. Um, like I remember when I, like growing up in Utah, in Utah Valley specifically, um, mm -hmm. the majority of the people around around here are a religion called Latter-day Saints or Mormons. Mm -hmm. right, um, and something that kind of goes hand in hand with Mormon youth when you're growing up is they're very involved in the scout program, in like Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. And so for, for most of my friends, uh, what their parents would say is if you want to get your driver's license, you have to be a, you have to get your Eagle scout first. And the Eagle scout is just an award within the scouting program for doing mm -hmm. a, a large service project. And so uh, my older brother, he's two years older than me and he's the oldest in my family. And he got, he was really into scouts. Like he had all mm -hmm. the merit badges and <laughs> you know, that guy, like my brother Gabe, he's like my guy. Like I've always like, uh, learned so much from him. He's super smart. Like right now he's, uh, he works with NASA, but growing wow. up, he was, he was the one that put me on to Kanye West or like, uh, yeah, he put me on to Travis Scott. You did a bunch of videos. No, that, that was amazing. You were everywhere. Yeah. We, we've worked. I haven't worked with Travis Scott. I would like to, but we've worked with a bunch of different people. Right. But I remember when I was, a bunch of singers, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, when we first went out to New York, I was involved in the fashion week scene right. when there were like uh, parties and stuff going on and, um, we would go through and each, there would be an event maybe every weekend during fashion, fashion week or that time frame. Um, mm -hmm. and then random, uh, artists would come through ASAP Rocky, the whole ASAP yeah, mob. That, I'm um, sorry. I there you go. ASAP Rocky. I, 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 mi I mixed ASAP Rocky with uh, Travis Scott. So I That's think a common mix-up. But yeah, I just started making videos growing up of like skateboarding and snowboarding. And the thing I love about like, or and skiing, snowboarding, the thing I love about uh, ski videos is that they edit them really creatively. They edit mm -hmm. it with the music. And I have an uncle who growing up, he always had a camera, like a professional camera. And I was really interested just in, you know, being able to create stuff like that. 
And so he would take me skiing and um, I had a little GoPro uh, from a little sponsorship when Mm -hmm. I was really young for snowboarding. And he would help me uh, edit these videos. And at first I would edit them in iMovie and they had this like a snap to the beat feature where you could Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. lock in all of the clips and it will edit it to the music. And that started, that kind of started my foundation of how I would edit videos um, because I love to edit the, the clips with the music. Um, like it's kind of like bringing you on a journey or an experience that's like half of it is visual, half of it is the audio. Um, right. And after like in high school, I primarily would do photography and photography taught me uh, framing and composition and it taught me how to interact and work with other people. Um, and then once I started working with Gerard in 2016 in New York, um, my original plan was to just be a photographer. But then he was like, yo, I need video. I need video. I need video. Yeah, because. Um, and then he, that's kind he of. saw how good you are. That's kind of where <laughs> Truman comes in. He, yeah, he saw like my eye for, uh, you know, shots and frames and stuff. But luckily we had a small team and this is where Truman and I got introduced and Truman was primarily trained with video, like editing video in Premiere Pro. And yeah. he knew the camera gear and the settings and stuff. And then I was trained in uh, photography and shooting and composition, all that stuff. And so once we started working together, we would just teach each other things. And Truman amazing, would amazing. teach me, you know, how to use the softwares and stuff. And then I would teach Truman you know, maybe uh, ways that he can uh, compose shots when he's taking photos because there mm-hmm. would be different moments where Gerard at any moment could just be like, yo, Truman, come with me. We're going to go to uh, Miami for the weekend. And then Truman mm-hmm. would be the only one there to take photos and video. Um, and so we kind of had to be trained in both lanes yeah. to be able to do right. that. Uh-huh. And Truman, where, um, where, where did you learn? It, we, Mike and I have very similar like ways that we learned. Like uh-huh. both of us kind of got started in like the skateboarding. Uh, for Mike, it was like skiing and skateboarding. But for me, it was like uh, skateboarding and things like that. And yeah, like in that community, like you always want to, like when you learn a cool trick, you want to be able to show that to your friends. Like if, if you could do a trick, but you couldn't like get it on video. It was almost like you, you didn't learn the trick, you know, like you have to be able to land it, but also get a clip of it and share it. And then like also in that community, they do like, uh, like full length videos where they're like five, 10 minutes, even like half an hour long. And Mm -hmm. like when you have all of your buddies skateboarding, usually like, everyone kind of gets good at making videos because it's just like you hand the camera off to each other and like you just get these clips and then it evolves from there where you start adding music like mike said because like you want to show your your clips but you also want to make it be like entertaining and like fast paced and cool you know so you want to be adding the cool hip-hop songs and like doing cool things with the effects and whatnot and that like just kind of transitioned really well into when we were working with gerard because it was like our job was kind of to portray him online and like make him look as cool as possible. 
So we're just not, like not, not not as cool. You guys made it look the coolest, you know. Like yeah, founders yeah. without you guys wouldn't be, you know. Like appreciate it, that. It, it, it's the truth. It wasn't. Yeah. You guys weren't even making it realistic for what it was. You were making it look so much more. You know, like you were looking at that and you're like, holy fuck! Sorry, my language. You were online. No, it's all like, good. What? What? You know. What is this? So, um, yeah, because you guys, it, it, with that thing, you you had all of these people coming in and out, coming in and out. But the most important thing that stayed was how you guys were putting it out there to the eyes of the public, you know, to everyone, including myself and everyone else. So that's all they had to see. So you guys did that and, and you were, you know, Mike's brother, like working in the NASA that made it, you know, right, right. Yeah. shoot to, to, to the moon, you know, like, so you, you guys, I, I think, and it's true, if it wasn't for you, um, they wouldn't have gotten the, uh, the exposure that they got, you know, and, and uh, right. I think, I don't know if Founders is still around, I don't know if they're still doing, but, um, you know, you, 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 both of you made that seem unreal. You know, like a, a, everyone could could have done videos or pictures, um, and I know a lot of them. I'm not going to name names because you know, but but you were doing the best. You know, when when you guys left, you went back to Utah. No one replaced that. You know, there was just your videos here, and then everybody else regular videos here. So mm. I got to give you guys credit. That's why we got to work again together. Yes, definitely. And yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that we're, uh, we've been able to keep in touch over the years and through social media. And honestly, social media is another huge part to why I got into, uh, like photo video stuff or that kind of accelerated it. Um, because I think I created my, I mean, I created my Facebook account. I don't even remember how old I was. But I remember making my Instagram, which was the real game changer for me when I was in seventh grade. So I think in seventh grade, uh, you're like 12 or 13 or something like that. And I just got really hooked with like, you know, trying to uh, get more likes and get more followers. (laughs) You know, like I had friends (laughs) at high school and stuff, you know, it starts with kind of like a popularity. You want to get likes. But then I found like, whoa, if. If I like uh, post cool photos, if I go and follow a bunch of people and like their stuff or whatever, then they'll come and they'll follow me back and they'll engage with my stuff. And I started to kind of like uh, grow my personal brand. Um, and I, I love where Truman and I are at right now versus in 2016, because for the from 2016 to I mean, even today, a little bit most of our creative work went into doing it for other people and for clients. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we still love working with clients, but we're just a lot more particular now about who we work with. But also I'm, we're able to put our creativity into our own stuff into making, you know, like Apple shift Q music videos or our podcast and doing conversations like this or um, whatever projects, like sometimes like we would put in, I don't know, 50 to 100 hours of work into a really a video that took months of planning and, and team and all this stuff. 
And then the client wouldn't necessarily appreciate it the way that we appreciated it because they couldn't really like tell like the quality difference. Video is like so broad, you know, like you could yeah. be anything from an Instagram story to a Hollywood movie and there's still videos, but right. find like work, you got to find a place in the middle and uh, working with clients was pretty tough at first just because we were, we kind of had pride over our creations. We, we love them. Like we were like, yeah, this is going to be the best video that you're going to have on your page. Yeah. And we, we knew th uh, that we had the ability and that kind of helped us build our confidence. But then, uh, you know, it wouldn't translate into sales directly because they wouldn't have a marketing plan or something would happen. And um, it's like what you were saying earlier, getting in the ring like Rocky and business yeah, yeah. is totally like getting in the ring because you're gonna get hit. Like there's no getting around it. 100% yeah. you're gonna be taking hits and like uh, you just have you, to ro roll with the punches. That's it. If you, if you, there's no way run. to prepare for it either. Like you, you can't, you can read so many books on, you know, how to fight in the ring. But once you get in the ring and get punched in the face, all that information goes out the window and you just kind of have to roll with the punches. But like there's so many people that never hop in the ring. They're just always spectating on the outside, trying to figure out what, how to do it. But like, you just have to get in there. And that like applies to so many other things, you know? You, and you guys always said that, you know, like you, you, you kind of never gave up. And, you know, one thing, I don't know if it's the culture in Utah, but I got to... You know, I sh I have to only work with with you. We used to call Utanians. Remember how Indio would call Cal and everybody else? Because I remember when I met Cal, I called him uh, uh, Young Bill, like Bill Clinton, right? Because he oh, yeah. reminded me of Young Bill Clinton. Um, uh -huh. You you know the same story, right? You know how he he approached me through you. He came up to me at the party, and he said, "Look, you know, I know a lot from you know." from Mike and everything. And, you know, my name is Cal. And, and I was up, I was a little fucked up. I was drunk. I was like, no, your name is not Cal. You're like young Bill. Um, and I said, you look like Bill Clinton. <laughs> and, and he goes, okay, D look, you know what? Um, I want this thing. Um, and I came to New York and, 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 and now I don't have a place to stay anymore. I'm not working for, uh, for founders anymore. And, and he goes like, look, man, I just don't want to go back to Utah. And I'm like, so, um, so, so what's the plan? He goes, can you hire me, please? And, <laughs> and I said, I said, well, um, do you know how to make pizza? He said, no. I said, fuck. Okay. You know how to make coffee? Can you, have you ever worked in a coffee shop? He goes, Ugh. No, no, D, no, I don't. Um, I said, well, have you, um, have you ever worked um, as, a, as a server or behind the bar or anything like that? He goes like, no, but I've done events and this. And I was like, fuck, okay. I was like, look, I just don't want to go back. I don't know. Whatever it takes, I just don't want to go back. So funny, I was like, okay, uh, just, just, you know, g g let me think a little. So I got his number. You know, the next day I called him. I said, you know what, Cal, um, you're hired. 
And he was like, okay, thank you so much. And he was like, for what? I said, I have no idea. I just, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I said, I don't have a position for you, but I will create a position for you. You know, and then I let him run my, my rental business in, in New York. Um, but what I like the most, you know, I connect that with you guys is that he was, you know, he had no job, no place where to stay. Okay. Um, I think he told me as I had like a hundred dollars left and he still wasn't giving up. He said, I, I'm not going back, you know? And for me, I thought maybe he's just saying that because it's a night and everybody's, you know, having a good time and whatever. So I wanted to see if he really felt that way, right? If he really, you know, was with a mindset of like, I'm not giving up, you know? So I gave it a day. And then the next day when I did call him, he was the same way. So I was like, I'm not letting this guy go. You know, he's like, he's like, he's one of us. He's like me. I'm not, he's not giving up. So, and you guys are the same, you know, and, and that's why now you guys are successful. You run your own businesses, you know, and that's what you should, you should do. Because like you said, you have, um, you only you at current moment or difficult times know the value of yourself. You know, sometimes people don't see it and sometimes people, uh, you know, it's easier for them to see, um, the wrongs, you know, it's a, in, in anything. So if, if you're not the one who pushes yourself and believes in yourself, it's, it's, then you're already losing before even starting. So, um, yeah. So if you don't like believe in yourself, why would anybody else? Ex- exactly. Exactly. And the work. And like, it, yep. The work, the work. When it comes to knowing you, your value, only you can know your value. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and your work and I definitely think relentlessness. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. And likewise, we're we're <laughs> learning from you, being around you, and like honestly, being able to like have that time period where we were able to meet you, and you know, I'm excited for the future because I know that something so big is gonna I. happen. Because regardless, because so we're not stopping. Like, yeah, that's yeah. like so, that was like a core value that Truman and I set with Temple Mill from reading a book called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. And mm-hmm. in we've pro- we've talked about this on the podcast before, but in that book, like towards the uh, beginning, he says like the one piece of advice that anybody should ever give anyone, and the best piece of advice is don't stop. And like when I look back at our journey, I see so many opportunities to stop where we didn't. And there are going to continue to be opportunities to stop. And you have to push through those things. And like I remember that day when, uh, you know, Cal and Frank moved into the city to go work with you. And Mm -hmm. they I think they borrowed a van that you had Mm -hmm. to come Mm -hmm. pick up all their stuff. And I think Truman (laughs) was even down in Lancaster. I think you were. And then I remember because before they went out and moved with you, literally, we were sharing a room. It was like me, Truman and Cal <laughs> were all in one room, like the size of this room that I'm in. Not very big. There's mattresses and, everywhere. And then every available so space funny. of floor was just like uh, dirty laundry and like beer bottles. <laughs> and like, it was a mess. All sorts of that, stuff. That. And yeah, like 
honestly, you came in like really clutch for Cal because like he had decided like there wasn't room to grow with founders, but wanted to stay out there. Yeah. And like the timing was so perfect and it just aligned so perfectly. Um, and I remember I was like vlogging that day a little bit. And I even remember after they left, like I like got emotional cause it like was like, wow, like it's the end of a, the end of a chapter and the start of a new one. It's always yeah. like a bittersweet feeling because to move to a new chapter, you have to let go of a previous one. And uh, yeah, these are definitely like memories that I'm never going to forget. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's Donato, true. I'm curious, how old were you when you moved to New York? Do you remember? Um, I think I was um, 18. Yeah. Oh, same. Ah, I was 18. Yeah, 18. Yeah. 17, 18. Um, 17, 18. And I mean, for me, I always loved New York. Um, you know, I'm in Miami. Don't get me wrong. I love Miami. The weather, you know, the it's, it's like you're on vacation 24 seven. Uh, but I feel like if I ever want to get recharged and if I want to get some energy, um, I have to, I have to go back to the city. Like just, just in New York is for me, it was, you know, I, I, what, what made me, you know, like you, 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 you see everything, you have everything and, and it's, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta make it. You know, it's, it's, it's really the jungle, you know, it's, it's, I mean, and, and I don't know who asked me this from you guys back, back on, you know, one or two years ago, I said, oh, I want to have an interview and, and uh, so what do you think about New York? I said, it's the jungle. And he goes like, what type of animal are you? I said, look, man, I just, you know, I just fight not to get eaten, <laughs> mm. you know, like, so. So um, it's a it's a survival mode in New York, and and you just gotta you just gotta go every day. You just gotta go every day, and and for me, it's what gives me what gave me energy. Even right now, what gives me energy? I go back to New York. I still have a a bunch of businesses in New York, um, and I have to go and run them and see how they're operating. Um, and uh, I go and I'm like every time I go, I'm like, wow, you know. It's like the first time, like, wow, fuck, you know, I got to do something. I got to do something more. I got to get bigger, you know? You yeah, don't have that yeah. anywhere else. In Miami, you do, you know, it's, it's normal. Like that, I only feel in New York City. I mean, nowhere in the world. With the top uh, metropolitan cities in the world, Milano, Italy, Paris, London, I mean, uh, Tokyo, nowhere, Hong Kong. The only place who I feel like that is New York City. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's going to be taken away from me. But I love that, you know. I, it's, it's, it's what gives motivation. And, uh, yeah, like Frank, Frank Sinatra says, if you make it there, it's mental. You feel like you'll make it anywhere else. And you will, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I kind of want to um, shift the subject a little bit. And I'm curious of your thoughts on the current uh, cryptocurrency space. Uh, is that somewhere where you are uh, pretty involved or do you not really pay attention to it? I, uh, it's, it's funny. I am. Um, I was. I'll tell you a story. So I have um, a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends. His name is Steve Ono. 
Um, he actually lives in Utah right now. He's a New Yorker. Um, he's a um, he's a, a um, software developer. He, um, he he's mixed Japanese and Hungarian. His father used to run uh, Japan Printing down on Wall Street. Very successful firm years and years ago. So I'll give a little information about him. And uh, he took it over the the, the, the company. Um, when the company was doing very bad, uh, shifted around, made it super uh, digital and with all these 3D printers and, and all that. And, and then, you know, he sold it for his dad and then he, he moved to Utah. The story with me and Steve, we met when I was in the restaurant business um, as, you know, I was working, bartending and managing. And, uh, and at one time... Um, this is, I don't know, I think like seven years ago or so, about seven or a little, little bit longer. He calls me and I, I will never forget. And he says, Donato, he calls me Versace. Versace, <laughs> what's up? He goes, look, um, you got to buy this, uh, this thing. I, I cannot explain it to you, but it's Bitcoin. And I'm like, what's this Bitcoin? It was just whatever money you have, just buy it. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like... Okay, Steve is one of my best friends. Trust me, trust me. Long story short, um, my first Bitcoin that I ever bought uh, was uh, $180. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, and because uh, you see the history. And then the, the other one, um, 220 right? So it's funny. I told my girlfriend last night I was... Um, so then we take a trip, me, Steve, Arthur, our friends. We go to Iceland, Reykjavik. If you guys have never been, you got to go one of the best places, you know, um, you see the Northern Lights. So Steve books the everything, flight, hotel, um, and I I owed him at the time, it was like $1,200, okay, like twelve or 1300 bucks. And he said, um, Donato, you know, that's, he did the calculations. So I said, okay, you know what, I had all these Bitcoins, I said, you know, like, can I send you? And at the time, it was like two hundred bucks. So I sent him six bitcoins for the trip. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and you still see it right on the history six. And I told I, I I was out last night and I told my girlfriend. I said, "This is the most expensive trip I've ever taken. It's like a million dollar trip, you know." Yeah. And, and I I spoke to Steve and he goes like, "Donato, I never sold any bitcoin that you ever sent me." So. Uh, to answer you, yes, I am. I was a lot more involved. Um, but you know what? Even in business, and especially with these things, you just never know. Um, so w- when you think of getting something, so I, I love Tesla, right? I was, uh, you know, for me, um, in, I got Tesla when it was $20 and when it was $40. And, you know, it, a few days ago it was $1,200. So, but you never know. Um, you know, where is going to be the top. So if you're buying, you know, uh, something at, let's say, 200, and then you see it go to 10K, you're like, oh, my God, I made all this money, right? So then you get rid of it. So I I, I am involved still. Uh, I just wish I, I, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't send Steve bitcoins for and uh, for vacations and things like that, but I am still involved um, very much, and 
not like I, I used to, but, and I follow it, you know, every day. And I think it's going to change. It's going to shift a lot of things. And we're already in the process of, of seeing that. I heard that the city of Miami was going to be getting involved with uh, crypto and like giving all the citizens. Like a token. Like a Miami certain Bitcoin or something Bitcoin. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really Miami, interesting. Miami and the mayor of Miami, he, he got reelected. Miami is now the crypto um, currency. Well, the capital of cryptocurrency in the United States. They they really took that lead, you know, and, yeah. and they're and, um, Miami is going crazy in real estate. It, it's, it's expanding. It's it's insane. And also the fact that during COVID was the only city was open was closed only for two months. That's why I moved down here. Um, and um, there it's it's everywhere. The all the cryptocurrency um, uh, tr uh, big meetings and trades and the expo they're all here. And um, it, it's very big in cryptocurrency. A lot of them, they're accepting uh, payments. Um, it was actually one of the few cities in, in the States who had the largest real estate transaction um, made, paid in Bitcoins. So it is, oh, wow. it is true. Yeah, it, like, it was a $24 million um, house was bought uh, with Bitcoin. So oh, wow. it's uh, it's the cryptocurrency center right now, and yeah, they're everywhere. That and um, it's good. It's good. It's good to be it, to be like this. Like also, Utah is becoming. You know, my friend tells me like the next Silicon Valley. All, all the tech companies are there, yeah. um, and um, things are shifting now. You know. Yep, they call it Silicon Slopes. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they got we got Adobe out here, um, Podium, Vivint, um, a bunch bunch of other tech companies. I'm not sure what some of the big ones. I know the uh, um, what's that one government company that's out here that uh, tracks all IRS? our data? Or is it something IRS? Is it? No, no, they track all our computer information. Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, Utah, I think part of too why a lot of crypto and tech companies come out here is because um, like there's so much open land. Uh, uh -huh. And like there's like this main area in Utah where people live. But then aside from that, there's a ton of land. And I think power is a lot cheaper and stuff. And so like for, for someone getting involved in crypto who wants to mine it or something, they can pop up a warehouse with a bunch of rigs in it for way, yeah. a lot cheaper than other places. But I love seeing Utah grow um, because specifically over the last 10 or 15 years has when the most change has been happening. But we're trying to get involved in it also uh, with our company and our tech projects. But also the thing I love about uh, you know, being an entrepreneur in 2021 is that we have this ability to connect from all over the world. So like just being able to make this conversation happen with yeah. you right now is super, super cool. And, you know, I would love like something about the podcast is that we want to do, uh, you know, uh, multiple episodes with different guests. Uh, we really like uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and he will like bring on friends um, you know, maybe yeah. like every six months or so to like catch up with them. And, cool. you know, this I feel like is just the first one. But 
even doing a podcast with you in person would be really great to do in the future. Um, and thank you, thank you. you know, just like the internet and, uh, remote work and the future is what gets me super excited. Like, I think that's one of the, uh, parts of our reality that I feel the most like ambitious or inspired about is just like, you know, learning the new things that are happening with the world with technology. And yeah, Utah is just kind of a cool low key place to do that. And then you can also escape into the mountains. I don't know. Do you, uh, have you ever skied or snowboarded? Um, I, ha- I have, I am a horrible, horrible skier. Yeah. <laughs> and, That's all right. And, and um, I, I don't know how I didn't break any, any bones. I remember, you know, and I actually in Switzerland is, is beautiful. I went to Kranz Montana and there's, there's a lot of uh, beautiful uh, places where you can ski, but you know, I'm like, I'm like the yes man, you know, with my friends and everyone. I just like, I'm the, I'm the guy that like says yes to everything. Yeah, come on. Let's do it. Of course, let's do it. So, you know, I didn't even know what the diamond was like. Diamond slope. I'm like, I, I should be diamond. at like the, yeah, the black diamond. I should be at the bunny slope. And they're like, let's go. I'm like, yeah, let's go skiing. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do to myself? And I'm like, oh, I got to go now. So, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm not good at skiing or snowboarding at all. I'm just like, but, but I would love to go. You know, I mean, uh, the plan is I want to go to Utah to see my friend Steve and also you guys. I would love to see Utah. I've, I've heard so much. It was, um, it was uh, part of my, my uh, to-do list, place to go, and didn't go yet. So, yeah, I would like to visit soon, you know? Here's For a little sure. uh, sneak peek. Nice, nice. Off Truman's yeah, Mountains. Everything, like, mount, yeah, mountains, like trees, everything. Amazing. Nice well, place we're... you got there, Truman. Nice place. <laughs> yeah, Truman, this Truman is like used the... to live in my place, but now he's uh, up the valley a little bit. This is like the common common area, but like, yeah, this is a really nice wow. place. Super nice. It's got good views and stuff. Beautiful well, guys, view. we're coming up to an hour, and I think this would be a good place to wrap this up. But Donato, seriously, we really appreciate you spending the time to come and talk to us and to share these stories with our audience. And I can definitely tell, you know, you got way more stories, and we got so much more that we could talk about but we got to leave them wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a privilege, guys. Thank you so much. I miss you both. Um, and um, let's connect, whether it's New York, Miami, but let's do this soon. Yeah. And, you know, thank you for for reaching out, you know, and it's, it's, always, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Donato. Okay. Great. Well, we'll uh, tag your social medias below. What's your Instagram okay. handle so the people can um, follow? Donato.nyc. Boom. Simple. Perfect. Great. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, you're the Thank man, you. Donato. And thanks again. Mike and Truman, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, love you too, brother. Okay.